We're rolling, guys. <laughs> wow. That, that is beautiful. Did you come yeah. with that yourself? Hey, it's different from uh, the last one in lists. I know. know. We retired to that. That's all good. What did, you, what did you retire? Kyle likes to always say, and we're live. Yeah, because we're live. I mean, it's not live streaming, <laughs> but live recording, right? Yeah, it's live as you're saying. Yeah, it. We're, and, we, don't, we don't edit nothing, so. Yeah. All right, so. We don't edit? You mean everybody's been getting this wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so That's the case. I'm so sorry for everybody out there. I knew this to be a fact, but I'm still I'm so apologetic. <laughs> well, we're back again with yeah. our first interviewee. Yeah. Returning round two mm-hmm. after uh I guess almost a year. Was that November when you were out there? When was it? No, I was I was out to you guys either late February or early March. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. not a year, but however many months. Close it to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's Josh. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give yeah, yourself again? Because a lot of things have changed, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Lots changed. Um, I'm like, your name's Josh, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging out like yeah, It's just like, <laughs> go listen to that other episode and, yeah. and kick it back. Serendipity. Um, what a great title. Yeah. That, that was episode. great. Yeah. That was fantastic. So um, I guess the. How, where, where do I start? Just like who I am as a person? Yeah, well, the thing is that we have a very limited number of listeners. So, you know, whoever, this, whoever, is, whoever is listening now could be new. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe, yeah, just introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, so my name is Josh Robin. Um, professionally, I guess uh, I run a company that I started with a friend where we do EV infrastructure planning and I guess like the common term would be consulting, but mm-hmm. like we're just like what we do is so much more than consulting. Right. Really just like helping schools and dealerships and different parties and, and customers like navigate this new thing that's happening in the world. Right. Um, I'm also the chair of the EV and autonomous program at Hudson Valley Community College, mm-hmm. which is where I went back to school to turn wrench on cars because I thought it would be romantic. It was wasn't. It? No, it was not <laughs> romantic at all. But it was great. I, I thought, like, I'm so glad that that I did that. Um, like, what a great chapter of my life that's so unique to itself. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm helping them, like, get grants and figure out what to do with their curriculum. So, like, I... I have just this really interesting life now that wasn't like when I, when I came and visited you guys in Phoenix close to a year ago, I like didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was like, you know, we started this company. We're trying to figure out what we are, who we are. We're not really sure. My business partner was kind of like, I'm getting all these buku high dollar job offers. I'm going to take one. Yeah. It was like, all right, I guess I'm going to drive across the country and scream into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you do. Right. Um, and it just like serendipity, like it just, it, it kept continuing. And when I came home from my trip, it was almost perfectly aligned with my business partner saying, I'm coming back, like, not just I'm coming back, but I'm coming back, like, stronger than ever yeah and like everything just started taking off at that point do you feel like part of that 
you know, it's easy to say things are coincidence or, you know, maybe fate. Do you feel like you leaving and like taking that initiative upon yourself is also what actualized and allowed it to come to fruition? I know it's impossible to say, but I guess from your own personal kind of feeling, do you feel like that led to where you are today? I I can tell you that my having gone and, and had my journey, like the personal growth that that gave me allowed me to, to, to do this. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we talk about all the time here, as you know. It's like sometimes you... Not sometimes. A lot of the time, to get anything out of life, you got to step into the unknown, mm-hmm. right? Because that experience teaches you so much. It shows like where your de- your deficits are, and also where your skill sets are, your strengths, and like kind of how to round out yourself as a person better. And you learn so much more about not only yourself but what you want in life because you get experience. You know, yeah. Beforehand, you only have an idea about what this was going to look like, and now I'm sure it's entirely different than what you probably envisioned initially in your head totally yeah but also so wonderful because it is different as well i imagine yeah i think the other another thing that's like really like that that holds water in that conversation is when you have things that you're not fulfilling on or like there's like these wants or these desires where it's you know maybe it's not as profound as a regret because regrets are like these horribly profound things right um but like we have things in our space that just take up real estate that we don't know like how much they're affecting our day-to-day and for me like going on this trip was such a statement where it was i've been talking about doing things for for years of my life and I haven't been fulfilling upon them Mm -hmm. and then going out and actually fulfilling upon it where it's like, you know, like the grand Canyon was so important to me and I got there pitch black. The sun is starting to rise. Like I got to watch the sunrise over the grand Canyon. And as I'm watching this happen, to be like, it was majestic. It's majestic as all hell. Like it's the Grand Canyon. It's big. It's amazing. But also like there's other canyons and you see other canyons before you get to the right. Grand Canyon. And at that point you're just like, yep, it's pretty grand. Yeah. Um, but it, it like being there was more about accomplishing the thing that I kept saying I was going to accomplish, but never did. Mm-hmm. And once that was like, that was resolved Mm-hmm. there was just this opening for like creation and, uh, and it was like, yeah. Oh shit. Like I, like I leveled up. Yeah. I yeah. did it. Uh-huh. And that just like the trip just had a bunch of these moments where, Oh, what is it? It's such a bad movie, but it's such like a good, it's such a good um, scene. It's a Vin Diesel movie. So, you know, it's like cinematic triple X. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it was, uh, I think it's called knock around guys. Oh, we're like oh, the comedy movie, right? No, no, it was like a couple of mobsters like go to this small town to find money that was stolen. Doesn't matter. There's this, there's this like the only redeeming quality of this film is Vin Diesel's in this bar and he has to like get into a fist fight with like the toughest guy in the bar to like make a statement. And he gives this speech where he 
starts it off where it's something to the effect of like 500 fights. Like when I was a kid, I thought to be a mm. tough guy, you had to be in 500 fights. Wow. So like yeah. I got started as a kid, right. you know, cause like 500 fights, there's no fear. Your skin's like leather, like you're a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, after a while, the number didn't matter anymore. Yeah. You know, it was just like doing the process of being in the fights. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you come to realize something. And he's like, by the time you hit that number, like, yeah. you are that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's, it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, right. for sure. And it's actually funny because yeah. you were talking about the Grand Canyon. Um, and that was met with a lot of challenges, even getting there, right? You were telling me about the coffee, you know, the blanket. So there was like roadblocks, even in that, you know, small distance you had to cover from Phoenix to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So it's easy for maybe a listener can hear that like, oh, fucking the Grand Canyon. It was just mm-hmm. the journey there. And then you're boom, you have this pivotal moment, seeing it arrives. But yeah. there's all those things that led up to it as well. And even the, the small fucking trials to enjoy that moment in its entirety, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in between those two was I went to, oh, what is that? There's some park where like the rocks were like very red and it was very touristy and nice. Sedona? Sedona. I went to Sedona. Yeah. And all the parking lots were totally full. I couldn't get in anywhere. I couldn't walk it. I went to Chipotle at Sedona. (laughs) And I was just like, this is awful. Mm -hmm. And I had scoped out like campgrounds that I wanted to go to. So already like Sedona, that's a bust. I go to where I'm planning on camping, which is going to be this beautiful overlook. And it's wonderful. And I have firewood. And this is great. And... It's completely snowed in. I can't get to it. And then now I'm in a parking lot in Flagstaff, a Walmart parking lot, just like chain-smoking cigarettes, miserable and uncomfortable, talking to my sister on the phone, like, I don't want to sleep in this parking lot. Like, this is like, I'm not supposed to be sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. In my car, I'm supposed to be out in the wild. And then allowing myself like forgiveness for going into a hotel. And then in that hotel meeting people that live in Albany. Wow. That were like, oh yeah, we're just traveling. We're and it's like I'm bopping hanging out with those folks and I had a great night's sleep. Like it just did Yeah. You know, I we're, there's I remember so many intimate details of like my trip because I was so present for like the whole yeah. thing. You know, and there's there's not many like periods of, of your life where you realize how present you are to them. A lot yeah, of it yeah. just you're going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. Disappears. For sure. I mean, when we talk about, you know, the importance of journey, I mean, we've talked about this um, in our private settings a lot of times. But like when you really, you know, give yourself um, this opportunity, right, being in the moment, like you're saying, mm-hmm. like we become more tuned into the small messages that we um naturally or sometimes just ignore or unable to listen to right the small messages and things kind of this nature of the universe kind of rewards you with okay you're doing the right things you know look at this right yeah and uh i was thinking that when, when you're talking about this whole entire journey you know sometimes sometimes we have never validated 
certain abilities, right, about ourselves. Or sometimes you know you had it before. You just you just don't know when the last time was. You know, like yeah. you need to validate it again, right? And they, I think that journey that you may determine to do that, I guess that was like a way of you know validating, right, your ability, like turning on that gear, like. Just moving forward from this point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just good. It was just good in, in all the ways that it needed to be. And then it it finalizing itself with me at a conference, like an electric vehicle truck conference in Indianapolis, that I got into by reaching out to these companies with this like fake scenario to get in there and. I, I wasn't even trying to go to this thing. I was just like, I want some information. Like, let's have a Zoom call. And somebody was like, oh, like, if you're going to be at this thing, I'll give you free tickets and I'll take you out to dinner. And it's like, wow. what are the chances that I'm going to be driving across the country mm-hmm. and that's going to time perfectly? Like, I'm a yeah. day away from this thing. Um, and that was so profoundly awesome because I, I got there and it dawned on me at one point I was, I was talking to somebody in a booth and like the imposter syndrome of who I am and what I'm doing and this whole journey and this business and this company and all these things, it just clicked. And it was like, that's gone. That's gone. You're like, you have this. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. It was, it was wonderful. And then like being able to take that into like, you know, like the backroom steak dinner kind of like situation where it's like, I'm, I'm so calm. I don't have any anxiety over this whatsoever. Like that was just fantastic. Really let me enjoy the cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Man. It shows you that, you know, it reveals your competency to see that you might've forgotten about kind of like what you were mentioning, Kai, you put yourself in these situations and then you're like, Oh shit. I'm in this situation because mm-hmm. I am competent and capable. Yeah. You know, you do have experience. You have a past. Mm-hmm. Like the reason you're out here is because you're somebody that's willing to go into the unknown, into these difficult situations and you're rewarded for it, you know, in the most interesting and fascinating ways. Yeah. And there are things you can never, ever imagine. Nobody could ever tell you like, you know, go travel across the country and this is what's going to happen this is why you're going to be thankful for it. They could tell you like an overarching kind of premise as to like what you may encounter, but the details, the nitty gritty stuff, you know, the devil's in the details and all the joy lies in that and the growth as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's always something we preach basically here. Go get experience, go travel. What a rare opportunity because you're rewarded in ways you've never ever imagined. Yeah. And it helps you fucking solidify your path and you know, your passions and, at least get you closer to the next destination. May not be the end all destination, mm-hmm. but one step at a time. It's so cliche, but it's so fucking true. Yeah. 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 And I, then, I mean, I really like to emphasize what you said earlier that experience knowledge. I mean, just do it, right? But at the same time, you know, um, I think it's really important to be in the moment, you know, be present, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you're engaged with. You engage with everything in that moment, right? Whether or not it's hard, whether or not it's easy, right? Then you can get more profound experiential knowledge rather than, you know, when we say that, yeah, go travel, 
you can learn a lot, you can grow. It's so abstract, right? And then if you're not doing it without full presence, you may not gain anything, right? So we always emphasize that, you know, experiential knowledge is so important, but also I think it's important to what you said earlier that being being present, being in the moment. Yeah, I think not having a destination lends itself to that, you know, having a rough idea. Because a lot of times you plan, you know, say you're working a typical nine to five or blah, blah, blah. You plan, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You're expecting, you're putting all your hopes and your satisfaction based on completing those events or seeing this thing. And then you lose the moment because it's all yeah. working towards that. Like there's that old, that old adage that goes, the man who enjoys walking will go further than the man who enjoys the destination. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. There's so much truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and you know, the, the, what I thought that trip was going to produce, like the, the original intention and what my goal was to get out of it was this very intimate and vulnerable thing. It was like, I'm going to go make myself uncomfortable to the point where I'm going to be emotionally lost and I will just break myself down to the point where I only have myself to deal with. And I'm going to clear like my blockages Mm -hmm. that way. It it had like this, this like almost like very feminine component to it. Mm -hmm. And what I got was the complete opposite of that, which is like a, and my journey where it's like, you're a wolf, bro. (laughs) You're a fucking wolf. And, And it was, it was just like this, this thing um where yeah the journey is it's the journey and and i try to communicate this to so many people mm-hmm. when they're expressing you know like changing jobs or losing jobs or the end of a relationship or all the you know like there's some negative thing happening in somebody's life and i i fucking congratulate them mm-hmm. i'm like good for you yeah like that's great like you are experiencing life yeah this is wonderful like there are people that don't get to do this like your heart's broken like horribly amazing that's so good you know like welcome welcome to growth zone you know yeah yeah yeah. what a rare opportunity where you have nothing but really up to go (laughs) yes you know yes famously wished upon his loved ones and friends like incredibly difficult situations Mm -hmm. such as heartbreak loss true suffering Mm-hmm. Because in those moments, you have a rare chance to capitalize upon them and experience life as it is and grow and kind of like yeah. build yourself. Like, what do you identify with? What speaks to you? Because there's a crispness and a quietness to the world and that hurt or that lack of fulfillment in the way you thought you would get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's just a rare moment where you are present, like you're forced to be present. Because there's an overwhelming emotional feeling consistently sitting with you in those difficult situations. Yeah, for sure. And then also I think there's another part of this experience is that there is a part of growth, right? Because you learn something uh, from that experience. But also there's really unique feelings that you um, associate with that experience itself, like in the moment, right? Like, for example, like multi-pitch or something dangerous, let's just say. Because it's a, a more uh, exaggerated example. When you do something really dangerous, right? You have this. It, it, you can really replicate that kind of experience, right? Right. So whether or not there is growth, 
like you there's something in there you feel right and that kind of lingers in your life right so that's why some people like go back to this thing over and over again right because they they just can't replicate in real life right so i just want to uh, emphasize that there are experiences of course you know maybe there are some that you don't want to experience but there are certain experiences that give you very unique feelings, you know, emotions, you know, that's real, right? Because you're experiencing that, Yeah. you know? So I think um, it's important to kind of seek for that kind of experience too in advance, you know, rather than just being passive and then just mm-hmm. being brought into that experiences, right? Absolutely. I think most people encounter the experience for the first time through passivity, right? Mm-hmm. Which like time. some argument may be, the reason it feels that way is because you were passive <laughs> in the first place, you know. And when you come out of it, what you gain is a deep appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. So it almost shifts kind of like the interpretation you have for any experience going forward. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem necessarily in the like common zeitgeist of a bad experience. Like it's an experience. Mm-hmm. There's negative aspects to it, of course, but it's not all negative. Like there's still like good that can come from it. And you almost look forward to like, oh, I know it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult, but oh my God, I can't wait to see what the good thing is yeah. that's coming from this. Yeah. That's uh, what a unique place to be in. And it's not, it, it's only unique in the sense that if you're open-minded to it, mm-hmm. it's unique because most people are not open-minded to it. Yeah. They've already kind of mentally digging themselves into a hole about this is what this is going to be. Yeah. This is the worst thing. The and, and also there are, I think, you know, subjectively or objectively, there are bad experiences or just fucking shit. Right. So, but you know what, what I feel from those kind of experiences that at least, you know, fucking I've done it, you know, I said yes to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a, I have that willingness to do things that I'm uncomfortable with, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I battle with that, mm-hmm. with that, you know, like, there being distinctly like good and distinctly bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Cause like I started this year with this baseline where it's like, I know that I'm going to be going outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and doing these things that I've never done before. And I'm really putting myself at risk mm-hmm. and I need to protect myself. And so the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to be completely unattached Mm-hmm. to the outcome not necessarily and, and the way that i originally articulated it was like i'm just going to expect everything to fail mm-hmm. um which is fine but also you know it's like i'm i'm not taking any of these actions connected to the outcome mm-hmm. i'm just doing them mm-hmm. i'm doing them to like push things forward whatever that mm-hmm. looks like we don't know if like the thing that I want to occur is going to happen and it doesn't have to. And that's fine because I'm just doing something anyway. And ideally that will create something new. Right. And I think is really, really important. I think that we, we attach ourselves to outcomes and we have these expectations and we, mm-hmm. we put our past into our future and then we get to collude in our smallness and, and collaborate with fear. Mm-hmm. And then like, you don't, do things and it's mm-hmm. you know the simplest thing of you know like approaching somebody you know that can be it yeah. or sending in a resume or yeah, yeah. you know even even looking at a web page like hey why don't you go check that out and like the person never checks it out and it's mm-hmm. like 
just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like I, I, yeah. you know, I'd be hypocritical to say that I, I haven't been in that situation before. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know and, but I think what you're talking about, you know, the expectation of outcome and putting all your eggs in that proverbial basket is that it's a kind of a disillusionment or the way you're chopping up reality is to say this small singular space of reality mm-hmm. in time is more valuable than the others. It's not any greater. It's mm-hmm. like you, if you put it in time sense, it's literally the same amount of time. Yeah. And for whatever reason you're saying it, this specific time is more valuable when really every singular moment, individual thing mm-hmm. can be that much or have that much value based on your perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then most people, as we've all heard before, you arrive to the destination only to realize, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't making me happy. Mm-hmm. And you're like fucking back to square one. You're like digging for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is the problem with not loving the journey, but trying to love the destination. Mm-hmm. Like it's really eluding yourself of reality in a lot yeah. of ways from where I sit. Yeah. Super complicated, right? I mean, you just touched on like many different aspects of experience, right? Um, but I think... An important thing is, like, if we were to, if I were to extract just one important thing, just go out, you know, get some experience, right? <laughs> Better be. But I think we've, you know, touched on so so many important things. Yeah, great. Yeah. Like, for me, this, like, the most profound thing in, in this conversation is the lollipop. Mm. Instead of alcohol this time, lollipops. It's, a, it's the lollipops. Oh, yeah. Well, it's no alcohol just because we just don't have it present here yeah, and then like think about it actually <laughs> no, i thought about it you thought, oh really i thought about it you want oh, to okay. stag this room this yeah conference room. it's like oh we can get some booze it'll be yeah. good and then uh, i wasn't really sure um but i'm i'm very present to how i'm engaging with my lolly and <laughs> great yeah i i have a feeling that everything that i'm trying to avoid uh Aesthetically, oh, just I am sucking on that wall. Uh, it just it's not it's not going to look good. No, I'm totally okay with that. I'm excited. Oh, really? Do you guys think that um that that doesn't look good? <laughs> uh, it's just a I think a lot of ways find it actually. I mean, around. obviously, the way you do it, how you look, you know, uh, there are many factors, right? But I yeah. think if you do it right, it can look pretty attractive. I don't just think I'm doing it that to way, your right? Cigarette, now. right? Yeah. A lot of people have really bad idea of oh my god, he smokes. He I mean, whatever. I mean, some people do that. But we have really this great image of someone who's smoking, you know, mm-hmm. lonely, right? I mean, there are some great images too. Yeah, I think I'm just worried the viewer's going to be thinking like, is mm-hmm. the lollipop pleasing me or am I pleasing the lollipop? Yeah. So, yeah, you want to talk about, so you just uh, started the new contract, right? Yes. Some rapid, rapid growth or progression from... Not even a little ago, a yeah. year ago, you kind of had it started, right? But now you're actually working on the first project. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we when we started this, once again, there was like this three to six month period of like, I don't know what we're doing. I know like kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. And then like constantly reinventing and changing our narrative. And this client of ours we started talking to them and after a long period of time it was like we should do business together um that contract was really that was like pay to play like we we undervalued ourselves immensely um and we knew that we were doing that 
we didn't know how much we were going to do that. Um, but typically when a company starts out, you're, you're chasing sales and you're trying to just grow financially. And then over time you get to be at a point of maybe like some type of authority. And we went the complete opposite direction. Whereas like, what is the first thing that we did as a company interacting with other things? We set up a contract with a local college. No money involved, just I want to help you. I think that this is a good talking point for us. And I think that this is something that is going to grow into a meaningful relationship. And holy cow, has it done that. Working with this dealer, with school buses, we've spoken at so many conferences where we're now one of the very few trusted entities in, in the state. Um, you know, I talk to people in the utilities. I talk, I get to talk to VPs and CEOs and presidents on a regular basis. And normally in order to get into that position, like you've been playing the game for a really long time and we kind of like got shot out of the cannon into this position. And a lot of that was really just doing tons of research and, and really doing our homework to make sure like, I know how to speak on these things. I know what these things are. I know what's important. I know what's not important. Um, and all of that kind of just paid off where it was, we're at this point, we're either going to like expand and do so much more or we're not. And part of that was, a lot of that really just came down to understanding what the scope of a lot of these engagements are. And it's like, I can't, I can't give you 20% of my time and I can't give you another 20% of my time. Like I'm going to end up giving you 115 and I'm going to give you 115 and I'm not going to sleep and I'm going to have a drug problem. This yeah. isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we pretty much like were at a point as a company where we had to sit down with a client and say, we want you to be our only client right now. I think that you, what your needs are, are going to take up all of my bandwidth. And this is one of those things where we're going to work together. I think this is beneficial, certainly for us. I think that this is more beneficial for you. And financially, looking at what my business partner and I are worth in the market, we still were taking a pay cut. Our, mm -hmm. our first the first contract that we signed was a 40% discount off of what we originally wanted, mm -hmm. which was still less than what we yeah. wanted. Mm -hmm. This was like a 20% discount mm -hmm. off of what we agreed would be the lowest number that we would accept. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're still in a very special area where we're not like this giant company. But if I told you the numbers from like, going from zero to this other number in the span of one year and then listing all of the things that we've done and accomplished all the accolades. I think we're doing amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? And, and so like this upcoming year, like, I don't know what that's going to look like. It's probably a dumpster on fire, Yeah, mm. but like 
it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that also just goes back to what you were saying, though. You know, you're not really having an expectation that applies to more than like specifically a destination. Mm. Sometimes it's a financial figure because the experience and the things you'll be gaining and garnering in that area are fucking way more valuable mm. than a dollar figure, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's there's something to be said about that. Um, of course, you got to know what you're getting into, but I think what you were saying about the efforts and the energy you can give. You learn that outside of your business relationships. I'm sure you learn it in romantic relationships. You learn it in friendships. You know, there's all these other elements of your personal life that contribute to the understanding of how to, you know, leverage yourself and to actually be effective and efficient for the people you're going to be, you know, contracting for, working with, you know, building these relationships with. And it's, I think, incredibly valuable for, you know, listeners out there to know that, your life experience outside of even the business things can largely contribute and your perspective can be incredibly useful and practical. You know, you don't have to necessarily go fucking do a PhD program, master's program, school, whatever. Like you can learn in all these situations in life, and especially now with the internet and fucking, you can learn so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking on what you just said, I, Guarantee you that one of the best outcomes of me like going down this deep dive, like putting everything into this crazy journey is relationships. I have, I feel like my friendships are stronger than they've ever been. I think that I value them on a completely different level than I ever have. And I think romantically, like as a partner, I have so much more mm. to give an offer. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And it's not just money either. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no, good thing. Though, no, but, I totally do. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, like I had a brief interaction with, you know, a girl I cared about and I had this similar sensations of like, wow, there's a, cause you always, you know, love comes and goes, you know, always after it's gone, you're like, well, oh, will it come again? What shape will it take? Yeah. And I was very excited to see the maturity and still the depth even deeper than I thought it was before. You know, same with friendships, like the meaningfulness, actually be able to listen and engage from a place of like even deeper authenticity. Not to say I was inauthentic before, but it feels more authentic, more like myself, more in line with my values. And people see that and people can sense it. And, you know, they, they appreciate it. So it's awesome. I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, the fact that we can do this again after all this time's elapsed is huge. You know, it's huge. It's awesome. Yeah. I was just looking at this thing. Um, I don't know why your mic is picking up everything. Um, but I will probably fix it after. Worst comes to worst, we'll do another one. <laughs> I thought we don't edit. I thought we were raw and filtered here. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. But <laughs> I want to. I want to do a podcast on relationships. Oh my god! Oh, oh should we, we actually? We've done it, dude. Relationship we were, and dating. Um, those two things. Divorce. We've done divorce. Yeah. We were going to actually talk about. Uh, actually, we talked about doing it today. relations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, well, he wanted to do like danger of relations. Yeah. Uh, Just. Speaking about what you're potentially risking by being a relation yeah. in an unhealthy aspect and just kind of highlight. Is that what the kids are calling them now? Relations? Uh, dude, I have no idea. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Probably right, though. In general, I guess, uh, uh, romantic relationship or, um, you know, employee-employer, you know. Mm-hmm. Friendships. Relationships. Basically, a relation with anything, yeah. even the fucking lollipops. I guess, I'm sure, you know, there are a lot of specifics, but also there are some, like, general um, ideas about those different relationships, right? Yeah. I think authenticity is a great uh great example i think right in any relationship if you're not authentic then you know you're missing out a lot and possibly you're um ruining the relationship right mm-hmm. but hey yeah we can we can talk about it now actually if you want <laughs> yeah i would say the thing you run the risk of being inauthentic and mm. don't get me wrong people out there like being authentic so you can actually learn what authenticity is like it sucks that you have to hurt others yourself and blah 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 but sometimes that's actually I don't know if you can actually ever skip over the part of being inauthentic, right? I think that's like part of the the learning and the progression. Yeah, yeah some people handle it better, mm-hmm. you know, less egregiously. <laughs> Other people handle it very poorly, like fucking burn the house down type shit. Mm-hmm. But even that, even in inauthentic relationships, you can learn a lot. So if you're somebody in an authentic relationship, whether it's Mm-hmm. you're enabling your partner or your partner is enabling you there's still value that can be had you know it's just yeah. taking the initiative to try and find out why is it this way right I mean, it's not to say that you should actively go into these you know toxic relationships but you can certainly learn and should be able to distinguish between you know authentic inauthentic people right yeah, I think that's probably a big one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Too. I think you get that over time too. Yeah, yeah you know, sure. you date enough people or have relations, enough companies, blah blah blah, etc., yeah. to realize, oh, yo, like, you got some shit you got to work on. Yeah, and, you know, and a fucking manager comes to you uh, on your review that, oh, you've done a great job, and realize that you're getting less, you know, paid way less than other your peers, <laughs> like. You're getting fucked over, right? Happens. So you should be able to like see those things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this I guess two specifics uh, when it comes to job or anything else. But yeah, no, I I, I connect with that statement about like authentic and authentic. Yeah, because like I'm I'm very very present now to like the authenticity and the inauthenticity of like engaging with another person where it's like, shit, like, I don't want to be that person. That's inauthentic. I don't, I don't want to lead somebody on. I don't want to create something that isn't true. Mm-hmm. I don't want to build things like expectations on stuff that you can't fulfill on. So you want to be real with people. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's hard because I think, you know, <laughs> this is the difficult thing because even in a relationship, somebody could tell you that going into it, or you're going on a date, you know, they can say all the right words because people know what the words are to say, mm-hmm. but do you see it in their actions? Do you actually see it in their personal interactions and in the way they yeah. carry themselves? And that's really where you kind of like the fucking, you know, the feet meet the road or what's the expression? Mm-hmm. You know, like the proof's in the pudding, I guess, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But even many times where I've talked to somebody, it's like, they could say my attitude or my disposition to things is kind of like this fuck boy kind of like mindset because unfortunately a lot of people do take on this kind of like no expectations, but they don't have expectations because 
they're coming from a very, I think, negative place where they don't want to have responsibility. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't have expectations, but I have responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah. strong responsibility to myself and other people, and then no expectations is after yeah. that. But I still owe it to the person I'm engaging with to be transparent, honest, understanding, empathetic, kind, yeah. not only to them, but to myself. Right. You know, other people, on the other hand, have seen it. We've all been in relationships or, you know, engaged with people like that where they say those things, but, yo, you're fucking super rude to me. You're not listening or uh, you don't treat yourself right. You're abusive. You're just, those are just words. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. so hard because even the right words are not indicative of the behavior. Yeah. I mean, those things, especially like dating, right? Like, I fucking hate that question. Like, oh, what are you looking for? Like, I don't know. Like, yes, I have few things in mind but like i don't know you so i can make any decision you know what i mean like even if i'm even if i said oh i'm looking for a relationship i don't know you i'm not gonna be in a relationship with you you know what i mean like so i always tell them that well i mean i sorry i don't have any expectation but i like to know you first because then i can make a better decision you know yeah you're a fucking hot girl and fucking idiot you know i can have any conversation with yeah, I'm going to hook up with you probably multiple times, you know? That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in a relationship yeah, but you'll be you. transparent about it. Yes! Exactly. Why is, why is that so wrong, you know? Why is that so wrong to have multiple... Let's say just let's call it expectation because that's what they like, right? <laughs> why is it wrong to have multiple expectations at first, right? Because I don't have any information about you. Yeah. Especially all the bios are fucking... <sighs> Let's not go in there, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I learned my lesson very quickly with those. It was like, okay, we're not digital does not mix well with analog. Yeah, half of them are just lies anyway. You know, I love outdoors, but nobody goes outdoor, and you know, <laughs> I love sushi, and they don't even know what sushi sushi is. You know, I, I love reading, nobody reads. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. it's the thing we talk about. You know, it's this conceptual understanding of the world and the way we communicate mm-hmm. versus the experiential, right? Yeah. And it just, it's almost impossible, even with our language, to adequately convey what we mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another expression that the greatest failure of communication is the appearance that it occurred. Oh. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, That's think, amazing. Oh, I think you understood what I said. Mm-hmm. You think you understood what I said. Oh, we didn't understand yeah. each other at all. <laughs> Very dangerous, right? Yeah. Because as soon as you have that thought that, oh, I think I've understood you, meaning that you're going to make certain assumptions based on it from now on, right? Mm-hmm. So there can be more, more dangerous than actually not understanding that person, which kind of puts you in a position where, oh, I think I need to listen to more carefully, right? Completely different attitudes. Yeah, which I also think kind of gives more... Uh, credit to be mm. totally in the moment and realize this person can be new in this very moment, you know, which is hard because we want to use like our past experiences to kind of like rationalize what can occur in the future. But mm-hmm. there's no real relationship with what will occur in the future. Like yeah. it's not guaranteed is what I'm saying, but it's so easy to say like, well, they did this before, so they're going to do this again. Mm-hmm it gets dangerous on both sides, whether yeah. it's a negative thing you're thinking they're going to do or, you know, the the right thing, which is why it's just great to meet people, even people you love and know, moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Just be open to it. Yeah. You know? Like, that's super cool because then you don't usually get hurt. You just kind of like, oh, okay, take it as it is. Yeah. You've got to get hurt, though. 
Gotta um, get hurt. Well, at the same time, none of us. <laughs> We're all single. Has been in a relationship in the past year or so. Have you actually? I haven't asked you. I so after after the big one, um, I took probably about a year off. Mm. Okay. I did a little bit of online talking to people, which was a complete disaster. Yeah, uh, which I agree. When you know, there's there's no inflection there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, you can read the same text message eight different ways, and it's yeah. eight different people, yeah. and it's like, well, I wrote it this really cheeky, sexy way, and you read it like Morgan Friedman at you know <laughs> the dentist's office. I mean, like, I, exactly. There's no way for me to win with that. Um, so like I was like this doesn't work, and then I I got out there in real life, and I thought that I had really good communication, and I thought that I communicated with this person like I'm not in a space to be committed to anything, and that's like such like a fuckboy mm-hmm. comment, mm-hmm. and I totally understand like in retrospect the way that she perceived because my actions and what I was saying. I was brutally honest. I was 100% authentic to a T with everything that I said. And my actions were primarily aligned with that, but they also communicated that I was looking for more. Mm-hmm. And I was. That was the thing. Like, I wasn't authentic with myself. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work. And then I engaged in like another relationship where that was like, I can see that there's like feelings and emotions occurring here that I don't, I don't want to help grow. Yeah. And part of that was like, I'm not ready. And the other part was I was in a place where it was like, there's no way for anybody to win with me. I'm never going to create that vulnerability again. So anybody that I'm in a room with that I'm engaged yeah. with, you've already lost and I'm going to break your heart and I've had my heart broken and I don't want to break your heart. So I should just end this right now. And so like really unhealthy place to be (laughs) dating with people. Um, But I got that. And thankfully like, you know, between travel, between therapy, which is amazing because when I was doing like tons of personal development, Mm -hmm. I poo-pooed therapy. I was like, you don't need therapy. You just need more personal development. And then like I go to therapy and in my first session, this woman makes like a statement that was like, oh my God. Okay. Like you nailed that, you know? Um, So it's just been like a lot of time really focused on myself, like being at peace with my, I don't know, just me. Yeah, I've never really... You know, like there's that cliche statement, like you gotta love yourself before yeah, yeah. you can love. It's so fucking true, though. It's so true. Yeah. You know, I've never been more comfortable with who I am and what I'm up to. I've never valued my time mm-hmm. as much as I have, and I'm really, really intentional with where I put it at this mm-hmm. point. So, for me, like also having been in like a very long relationship and then coming out, I feel like the Iceman on thawing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now there's like, there's, you know, your cell phones and like there's these new terms and all these things. And it's like, you know, monogamy and non-monogamy and poly. And it's like, yeah. whoa, Jesus. But I don't know. I, to me, like, I think like 
everything boils down to like an authentic connection with somebody mm-hmm. or you meet somebody and you're like, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to share myself with this person. I want to know more about this yeah. person. Mm-hmm. That's like, like that's it. And then from there you build on it. It's like, yeah. I need to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to communicate myself authentically mm-hmm. to make sure that like I'm reading you and hopefully you're communicating yourself authentically with me and just doing the work. Yeah. yeah. Man. I mean, there's something Wait, what Josh is saying is that he's available. <laughs> 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 yes. I, to me, I totally feel you for me. Yeah. It's, it's about making deeply meaningful connections with people. And yeah, if romance is on the docket, then I'm more than happy to engage in that, like authentically, completely in it. But it's just not on the docket yeah. with most people. And that's okay too. But we can also still have something that's cool and different. Yeah. Maybe it's just friendship. Maybe yeah. it's just acquaintances. But wow, we can just show up and be real with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's only one time in a city for drinks or dinner. But we had an honest conversation and we like shared our experiences and where we are in life. Uh, I think people find a lot of deep satisfaction from just having those honest conversations because they're so far and few between unless you have a good community in your life of good friends and great people, you know? So I've, I have never ever felt um, upset about doing that. Even if it's like, misunderstood or misperceived at times like that's the risk you run of being authentic is being misunderstood too yeah i think also like the thing that that makes you whatever it is that call and response with like the fabric of space time quantum Mm -hmm. string theory whatnot for like whether it's business or health or all these things like when you when you hit or like surround yourself with positivity, happiness, really good things, it like it draws and it pulls more of that in. You know, if it's like the we all we all know the statement where it's, you know, like as soon as you get as soon as you get involved in a relationship with somebody, like everybody comes out of the wolf work. Yep. Yeah. They just do. They're like, ah, ah, this is good. Or like you, something really good happens in your life and people just start popping out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, he's doing really well. Let's go shit on his life. Let's (laughs) let's fuck that up. Yeah. You know? And um, that's, that's the trick. The trick is, is that when you're lonely, when you're yearning, when you want that connection and you don't have it, that is like the call to arms to work on yourself. Yeah. That's like, yeah. don't go out there. Don't seek something. Get comfy in this moment. Be with yourself. Yeah. Be calm. Be still. Grow your friendships. Grow yourself. And then as you do that, it's not, you stop like, ideally, there isn't that rush or that need to go out and find that thing that completes you Mm -hmm. because you realize that I'm not incomplete. I'm complete. I'm looking for something to compliment me. And that's like typically 
when you're in that great space, yeah. the compliment shows up. Yeah. 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 I, I think this comes from the problem of, of trying to understand the universe through the external rather than the internal. The internal, you know? Everything, even externally, is just this magnified outwards, right? We're all processing it. But if you always, like, grab things that are outside here and then try to make them work for in here, yeah. it's never, ever going to work. It's never going to fit. Yeah. You know, we're doing it backwards. Even, like, our values, everything of that nature, mm-hmm. we grab it from the world and we say, this is it. This is it. Yeah. But we never build it for ourselves. And so it can never fit into that box. Yeah. You know, whether it's love, it's morals, it's any number of factors. And so, again, like you're saying, it's just super important to be authentic, you know? And in those moments where you want to mask maybe the realization you don't have it all together, maybe this is an addiction, you know, maybe yeah. you need somebody to kind of fill the void and give an external validation to your internal. But yeah. that shit only works so long. And don't get me wrong, it's fucking awesome in the moments it's working, but yeah. what happens when they're not around? What happens when you're alone with your thoughts? Yeah. You know, are you just reaching for the next thing to like validate you? Mm-hmm. Or does the validation come from the inside? Because mm-hmm. when it comes from the inside, you become like a benefit to everybody's life. And you can also understand them as something external and not your responsibility entirely, right? Like yeah. they're their own person. They have their own internal dialogue and things they're going through. Like, yeah, you got to be respectful and mindful and understanding and empathetic towards it. But it's theirs. So you can also appreciate it because you know yours is theirs. It's like incredibly complex. And yeah. Crazy as well. And you have a deep appreciation and understanding. Like, even if you can't understand how they're doing it, the internal thing, you can respect it because, goddamn, that's a fucking process. And it's hard and it's awesome and it's challenging and it's wonderful. And you're just happy that somebody can, like, do it. And you want people to do it for themselves because you've been doing it and you continually do it you know yeah yeah 100% agree you guys uh described it perfectly yeah yeah we did boy yeah <laughs> yeah i guess I, I want just one thing i like to add is that you know a lot of us really don't know ourselves you know so i think it you know whether or not you just broke up whatever the situation you know try to understand your values you know are you doing your job because you really think that the money is important why then why the money is important for you right i mean are you with you know or do you go to church because why why you're religious in the first place think about it right a lot of those places things actually go back to one place where we're just pulled to right mm-hmm. yeah. so i think it's it's important to reevaluate your core values even and learn about yourself right i mean Understanding of yourself fully is like prerequisite for going to a next level in life, right? Without it, you're not really proceeding at all, you know? Because you're going to always come back to this, always. Yeah. There's a reason people keep, you know, never break the chains of addiction. Just like this cyclical thing. Because you never really like solve the root dilemma. Yeah. You know? And in my opinion, (laughs) (laughs) well, even if you break it, right? Um... I think the, uh, not the nature of addiction, but um, the presence of addiction doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it is due to the lack of understanding of yourself, right? I I think it could be active choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
There's just so many variables. There, just because it's possible. Yes, totally. Don't want to dismiss that. Mm -hmm. Every addiction of mine has been actively chosen. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. I think I think a lot a lot of a lot of all of this falls into this conversation that we all engage with, I think almost everywhere in our lives, which is like that like never settle. Like settling in your professional life, settling in your personal life, mm -hmm. in your relationships, in your friendships, in the things that you buy. Yeah. Settling is the death of the soul. Yeah. It's like chase happiness. Okay, I'm going to chase happiness. And at some point, this is either going to achieve what I want or it's not. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do then at that point? You, you say this dirty word, you yeah. settle. And it's yeah. like, no. No, there's an alternative to that. Yeah. And I think like that's that's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, where like people they get complacent in certain tracks, ideologies, beliefs, yeah. habits because they know what they want and they have the fear of not getting it. And so there's the agreement to kind of coast in between those two things, no. mm -hmm. you know, and that's just awful. Yeah. 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 I think, I think your life will give you indicators because some beliefs, ideas, ideologies are super valuable to hold. Yeah. And they might be good for a year, a season, a week or a duration of time. But when they stop serving you, you know, maybe you start seeing like the negative byproducts of holding those ideologies, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's time to, reevaluate again this continual process of yeah. searching asking going back and it, yeah you gotta discard some things i discarded christianity a long time ago and i'm thankful for it do i hate christians no do i hate the ideology fucking absolutely you monster i know talk about it straight to hell yeah. i can't wait <laughs> well, yeah jew <laughs> jew yeah. Yeah, you killed him you know that yeah. i think you know one of the uh, indications that like you're actually actively like you're saying not settling is that whether or not you're open-minded right when you're settled or actively choose to settle then you're kind of close-minded right you're not open to new ideas new you're not open to new like opportunities right that's what we said like you know truth is a moving target target right so it can change it can change you know i'm not saying that just be really weak with your ideas that's not what we're saying but you know just understand that it can change you know yeah be more open to new things you know try it if you don't like it that's fine you know but don't close up and fucking don't be a frog in the pond we say all the time right people are also under the illusion that you know my value of honesty isn't touched by my value of romance or mm -hmm. they're all like separate boxes and they don't touch each other Dude, all these things fucking feed into each other. Yeah, nothing exists in a vacuum. No, at all. So, you know, I think that's also kind of the problem why we run into such disagreements is that we are trying to make them fit in that very specific way. But in reality, mm. they never play out that way. Like, it's never as easy as, like, a black and white thing. You know, it's never easy as, like, a simple lie. There's so many things that go into that. Or You know what I mean? Like, or being honest with yourself or... Being hardworking, there's so many different areas and avenues where those things apply, and they touch everything. Yeah. So by being open-minded, you know you're not necessarily changing your value of uh, 
you know, truth, so to speak. You're just giving more room for it to be what it is. You're being more inclusive of what it can represent. Yeah, well, so you can challenge your ideas, too, just being open, right? Yeah. Because we we talk about this all the time, like the problem of today's social media and the Internet is that a lot of people get isolated. It doesn't get challenged. Mm -hmm. So they believe that that's the thing, right? Yeah. It also, I mean, like, I have definitely gone down rabbit holes and had, you know, like, thought patterns that I look back at and I'm like, man, they got you. Like yeah. you were just, you were in the right mindset to just get got and you yeah. got got. <laughs> you know? It's effective. That's the whole thing. It's effective. It's a thing. Yeah. So like you have to be like malleable. You have to like question what things are and what aren't and constantly take yeah, stock yeah. in these I things. mean, if anything, if your values are that strong, um, by challenging them, it's going to be more strong, you yeah. know? It's like a wellspring. You can be deeper, man. Deeper, yeah. deeper, deeper. And also, it's a great way to see who your friends and loved ones are and the important people in your life. Mm-hmm. Because if they can only accept you when you're this fucking square or whatever yeah. shape you are, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe you keep them in a capacity of your life, but maybe they're not the people you want to be spending all your time with or hanging yeah. out with. I know I wouldn't. I would, I would not want to maintain relationships where I have to be Mm-hmm. the same person I was last year. <laughs> like, I think that, you know, the people sitting at this table right now are not those types no, of people. No, I mean, even from the last time we had our conversation, we're different. Yeah, we're totally different. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, do you have any um, near future goals, uh, relationship or business or something important to uh, share? I think this year, this year was, was a series of events leading up to now that, would have never been possible before unless absolute disruptive tragedy occurred in my life. Would have never like this would not be me right now. Yeah. And I'm very present to that. So when I look at this upcoming year, I can paint like a very rosy picture of like my business is going to do these things and I'm going to get to do these certain things and I'm going to meet somebody fantastic and all these wonderful things are going to occur and I'll find that dog on the side of the road that just forces me to get the puppy and he's going to like cuddle and it's going to be great and they won't shed a lot, you know. Um, But also I've learned on this journey that the bad isn't, you know, always the bad. It's, it's the the Chinese farmer's son or, you know, everybody has, like, they change it to their own thing. But, like, you just don't know what things are and what they're going to produce. Yeah. So, for me, it's like I've I done a lot of work. Doors are open that would have never been open before. Mm-hmm. I get to walk through those doors, which is amazing and yeah, awesome. And I'm excited for, like, what the next door's are going to be like i don't know yeah no idea yeah this yeah. year next yeah. year could be you know so wildly different we'll follow yeah. up with interview three then yeah, yeah 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 i mean yeah sure yeah no i was gonna say this the last time this the last time <laughs> still i'm talking to this <laughs> i'm sorry dude i don't know if anybody's told you but yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna need a drink after this now yeah. um that's awesome man yeah but thank you for doing this man yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, I would do this every week. I'm just dude, like, totally talking. Yeah. Guys. If we're like, if we're here, yeah. If we move do up this, there, yeah. we can happen. Do it seriously. It'll be a blast. Yeah. 
let's keep it going. It's all about enjoying and sharing ideas and yeah. showing what conversation can look like. Yeah. And so we're in Troy, by the way. I don't know if you did we mention that? Uh, we're in Troy, New York. We mentioned yeah. it a couple episodes okay, ago. Okay. So, but yeah, this is a potential spot for us. So, yeah. Yeah. mind me moving here again. Fucking love this place, but we're flying back to Phoenix tomorrow. So, I guess tune in next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Good All right, thanks. Bye.